COVID-19 has changed the world we live in, but one of the few positives to have come out of the pandemic is the way we have adapted to this new reality. How we work and interact with one another has changed, and industries have had to adapt too. In the second episode of this new series of podcasts, we will be looking at how COVID-19 has changed quantity surveying. Joining me to provide an insight is Lewis Eagle, an Associate Director at Chartered Quantity Surveying Practice, Northern Surveying Services. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Yes, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well, thank you. Work from home today, which is the uh, same as every day, but uh, yeah, <laughs> excited to join you. Great. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's very much on topic, uh, as we will discuss the new reality uh, of what the past year has brought since, obviously, the, the outbreak um, of the pandemic. Um, just wanted to check as well. I said Northern Surveying Services. Is that the right pronunciation? It is, yes. It, it is. is. Great. So just the same as, as Northern with an R at the end. Um, <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Glad I got that right. Um, yeah. So um, the, the concept of this podcast, very focused. And just to start off with the, the most obvious question. How has quantity surveying changed in the post-COVID world? Yeah, I think I'll start by saying that uh, the industry, the construction industry as a whole, is actually so collaborative. Um, And what we've been faced with is a situation where we have to find other ways of being collaborative, which isn't due to -to face-to-face interaction. Um, And as you know, um, mainly doing this via Zooms and and Teams, and in fact, most people are doing it from their homes, which which adds further difficulty. Um, and, and in fact, not being able to get around a table with a bunch of people and a set of drawings to review and comment is harder. And I don't think you can you could you can beat that really. Um, but with quantity surveying, more specifically, uh, I'd say seventy percent of the work that we're doing um, is actually from computer, with the remaining being site visits and meetings. Um, and that's where the challenges have been and it ultimately depends on what type of quantity surveyor you are and uh, you might be a contractor based quantity surveyor that would normally be on site most days or like myself as I say 70% from from, from a computer and 30% being on site um, and the site element is the bit where as I say we've, we've faced the challenges and how can we provide the comfort to our clients and the clarification that they require without us being there, um, which has really faced with finding other means of trying to provide that comfort and um, checking against contractor performance and value and works and, and trying to more rely on others, really. Okay, and, and, you, and you mentioned that 30%, which is, you know, going out on site um, and and being away from from your computer screen. So so how has how have you made up for that since March last year? Well, I'd say it's um, it has changed. There's been a shift. I'd say the seventy thirty is is in a typical pre COVID mm-hmm. um, world. But um, I'd say in the last year we've had to try and adapt to as I say speak to others and as I say trying to provide that comfort to the client by speaking to, for example, if we were to be doing a valuation on site in the first lockdown, we're told not to go to site. So how do we value those works without going? Um, 
Now, it might be relying on others, such as a clerk of works, um, who will be on site more frequently and discussing with them to uh, to get some understanding of what's going on to be able to value the works. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I suppose I just want to add to that question as well, that we're not in the office. So when you're in the office, it's so easy to ask questions and overhear other conversations where you pick up little nuggets of informa- information that is useful to your day-to-day job. At the moment, we don't have that. So trying to pick up that information um, can be quite difficult. And it's um, more sort of forced meetings to try and get that information you wouldn't normally get. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's, that is a, is a very universal kind of takeaway from from what's happened in terms of us not being in offices, those who are used to working in offices and then uh, having to, to work from home. And, and, and sometimes, as you say, that atmosphere where you're in the office and, and quite naturally information is disseminated, you have to perhaps work a bit harder. So, yeah, I think the the two C's of collaboration and uh, communication seem to come out of that your answer to those first two questions and, uh, and across the construction industry. Uh, as well. So, so how equipped do you feel quantity surveying was to adapt during the pandemic? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Um, and as I say, a large portion of our role is remotely, so we can still do that from home. Um, and here at Northern Surveying, what we've actually done is ensured that all of the employees uh, we have um, have a setup at home where they can be efficient in their working and they've got their software requirements installed onto the computers as they would in the office. So trying to ensure that they are able to get everything they need um, and access it easily with no disruption was very key. Um, But at the same time, um, we've had to, as I say, adapt to gain information by other means. I've spoken about relying on a clerk of works and as I say, uh, going, going to site wasn't an option for, for some sites and uh, some sometimes over the last year. So other means that we've looked at uh, on-site cameras, um, th- this infrastructure has always been there, but now we've now we're in a position where we really have to use it and take advantage of it. And going back to the point about cameras, most sites have cameras on site. And um, I was on a on a project before where we were installing or erecting a concrete frame, and I relied heavily on the cameras to check the works and to check uh, the value and feed in some the information I was giving back to the client. However, when that project got to a point where the cladding was going on and all the works were internally, I couldn't do that anymore, which actually resulted in the fact that I did have to go to site. Um, as there was no other way I could do it. It was, it was purely an in-person requirement. Mm. Um, another thing at Northern Surveying we've done is consideration of drones, and drones are being more and more widely used across the construction industry. Um, at this stage, I'd say it's more for um, recording the progress of jobs and more sort of the visual aspect to provide external stakeholders information. But I really think there's an opportunity for us, maybe one for the future or, or, or even now if it was required, to use that footage or use drones to fly through sites to give us the accurate um, current data that we need to, to feed into feed into our work. Um, so 
something something to look at. We haven't got a requirement for it right now, but we're we're, we're very keen to explore that if it's required. Mm. And I suppose summarising all of that, something you can't account for is the flexibility that we sometimes need just to be able to go pop down site if we feel like we need to check something or if there's um, if we get called to site, it's not as easy because with contractors, teams working from home as well, they might not be there to accommodate you or show you or answer the questions you need. So um, that's difficult. You usually have to book in advance and then by that time, you might have the answer to your question but in a, in a less efficient way. So technology clear, clearly was was key, you know, um, and I suppose if if you weren't relying on on certain modes of technology, you'd, you'd perhaps find would have found it more difficult. But it sounds like at Northern Surveying Services, you did have the um, ability to continue to to a decent extent of what you were doing before with with the working from home and uh, and and yeah, the fact it's op- offered an opportunity to look into drones and and how you can utilise them. Um, so, I mean, I'm sort of going back to the seventy thirty, which you'd describe as your current situation. Just just before, what would you say was the uh, ratio, e- either way, of sort of being out on site, out of the office, and and working on a computer? Uh, so yeah, so I, I'll go back to say that the uh, the seventy percent was probably based pre COVID. In a normal day, seventy percent off site, thirty percent on site. At the moment it's probably closer to 80, 90% working remotely. Um, okay. uh, I, I do I do see it shifting back probably closer to the 70% in, in say, six months because mm. you can't be going to site, seeing the works for yourself and having that, having that sort of understanding yourself to go back and feed information back to a client. And, but when I say feeding information back to a client, it's... It's not just comments. We're we're appointed to value the works and um, advise the client how much they should essentially pay the contractor month by month, and that could be hundreds of thousands of pounds, even higher into the millions on a monthly basis, depending on the size of the project. And clients also have to satisfy stakeholders such as funders and very other various other end users. So. We, we are really at the sort of knife edge of providing this information and um, there's no better way of going to see it, see it in person. And I think that that's one of the, the appeals about working uh, within quantity surveying is, is that, you know, pre-COVID anyway, it, it, there was that sort of, you, you're not always at your desk. Um, so say, you know, I'm beginning my journey and want to move into the profession. What what kind of a working life, you know, would you expect if you were entering, um, you know, as a, as a trainee surveyor? Yeah, well, I mean, starting out, there's going to be a heavily involvement in training and developing, um, and it's looking like we have a roadmap of getting to the other end of of COVID, and maybe in six months we can get back to some normality. Um, and in at, at Northern Spain Services, we like to train our apprenticeships face to face. As I say, either, either taking them to sites or, or sitting next to them and running through work, and having that one to one training has so much value to it. And that's what we try to achieve. But trying to do that remotely, 
we're, we're ticking the boxes, but I think um, there's more value when, when doing it face to face. And I think over the next couple of months, we're starting to open back, uh, open up the office again, so that we can get back to that and, and, and having a sort of distance relationship with each other where we can train and develop and, and continue that learning. Um, I think opening up in the future, we will have the office, but I think we'll still encourage um, working from home. And I think we're suggesting that this stage is going to be every Wednesday just to maybe keep that balance. And um, some people like work from home. There's, there's, there's benefits to being at home one day a week. Um, like I was saying, you can uh, be here for when your deliveries arrive. <laughs> so that, that convenient side to it as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that leads nicely into the next question, which is, you know, how do you think COVID will change, you know, both quantity surveying and the built environment as a sector in, in the long term? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I suspect different people have different views on this, but I, I still think that you still see people working remotely. Um, one of the big issues in construction I've experienced before is the amount of travelling required to get to some sites. And if you say have 10 different people from coming from different areas to do one site visit, it might not be feasible for everyone. So I think you'll still see... Um, still see remote working and people dialing into a meeting uh, from home, um, whereas they might have normally been been on site. It's, it's that more convenient side to it. Um, I also think um, the offices might turn into more collaborative spaces. And I know a few architect practices are changing that. So they're encouraging people to still work from home, but build in the future of their office to be to invite clients and developers and other members of teams to come in and collaborate. But you can also have your breakout working space to, in other areas of the office and still achieve everything you need to. Um, I also think that learning from the software that we've used over the last year, uh, that there, there could be more, more accuracy coming from it and uh, more innovative ways to try and uh, achieve the job that we're trying to do, um, which uh, I saw something the other day where it was a someone walking around a site with a camera and it did a, f- a full 3D model of the site in its current form. And that could link back to many different things that you input on it too. So it could essentially value elements of the work and you can, you can do it remotely. So uh, I think... A mix of everything. There's going to be more technology available. There's going to be working from home when convenient. But I think trying to maintain that collaborative aspect of being on site, being in an office, seeing people, and um, working through problems or working through ideas um, will still be very key. Great. Yeah, I, th- I think there you've kind of highlighted three things. You know, there's there's the workplace and how it'll probably be a blend of working at home. And, and going uh, out on site, uh, perhaps more so, in, in, and more flexibility than before. Um, this almost touching upon sustainability, where you were saying that fewer people would have to travel as far to, to do their jobs, you know, based on how we've been working the last sort of year. And um, so there's an opportunity perhaps to, to um, curb the, the carbon footprint angle. And, and then, there's an interesting point there, actually, because... Mm. I was on a, another um, 
a call the other day with uh, with some designers, and during the winter months, I understand there was a study done where actually, and this is an example of a traditional home with a gas boiler, um, it was actually more sustainable to drive your car to the office than it was to heat your home for the day. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> so there's different, there's interesting, um, interesting facts around that idea, and mm. it might it might push to. For more more other sustainable options, people installing in their house if if working from home is going to become the future or part future. Oh well, wow. very interesting, and and it's good that there is research being carried out on this because it's um, probably quite a a basic view of mine then <laughs> to to hear that you wouldn't be driving in and think, oh great, you know. Um, that that would help in in terms of use of petrol and uh, but then of course like you say what what do you substitute it with that's that's the important thing because if you're you know spending more energy on on warming your house um, then then yeah um, so so that that's that's told me <laughs> and, and uh, um, yeah just I, I I think any sort of um, studies on that would be really interesting uh, certainly so so that's that's one maybe which is debatable and then and then the third aspect which was the innovation and and what you've touched upon there with a few examples 3d modeling drones etc which could be used so the technology and the opportunities there perhaps might be accelerated through the the past year we've had um so yeah yeah some really interesting things to to consider and 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 just personally i mean how how has it affected the way you've worked you know how how have you found it and uh, and i understand you've uh, you've joined northern surveying services recently as well so so um also been through a job change in this uh, very strange world we live in now so so how have you found it yeah well i suppose first of all we we used to work in a vibrant office and at first a year ago when we were told to work from home um i, I struggled um my girlfriend's a teacher, so she's she's still continuing working um, in a school. So most people are in the position where they're working at home on their own, and it it's, um, it can be difficult. And to try and keep yourself engaged and still be efficient with your work, as I say, at first I did struggle, um, but I've had to adapt um, and and work around that. And one of the options I came to was the fact that make sure you leave the house at lunchtime go for a short walk or a short break and that actually made me more productive in the afternoon um, mm. and I found that actually benefited me more so than, than anything else I tried and also make sure you leave the house in the evening um, as you say when you, when you go to the office you, you're automatically leaving, leaving the house and you're getting that kind of um, that space that, uh, that different type of even though you might be thinking of other things it's just that that time out that, that you get which you won't necessarily do if you're stuck at your desk all day uh, so that's really benefited me um and now i'm looking forward to seeing how figuring it out again when we start going back to the office maybe having a bit of a hybrid of work from home and working in the office what is that new 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 element going to look like um, and then leading on to you the second part of your question which was around um applying and, and joining a new new company throughout the process and it was a uh, it, it was different and I'm quite grateful to have been able to sort of experience that um, and it was didn't actually meet my new employers until um, 
until after the first and the second stage of the interview, which, which again was a different experience. You, you get a very different understanding of, of people and the requirements and what we talk about over over teams than you do face to face. So we were quite fortunate to be able to have a distance meet up halfway through before we made, we made the final decision. Um, and then the transition has been been well. So technology that we've had to rely on heavily over the last year has been there and it's really been tested. And in my experience, I haven't come across a situation where it's, it's let me down, which is quite refreshing, um, seeing as since technology is always evolving and changing. So, as I say, it's worked for me. I'm glad to hear it. Um, you know, it's it's a different way of, of going for a job uh, as well and to go through that interview process. So, uh, you know, it's um, good for you to, to finally meet some of your colleagues after you've had those first couple of interviews uh, that you probably would have been meeting them I, I, I'm imagining from the, the get-go and uh, yeah. and yeah I think I think a really important point there about as you're saying getting out it can feel a bit like a house arrest perhaps at times uh, for people <laughs> during the last year but um but, but yeah going out and even if it's a bit cold or, or rainy uh, it's, it's just so worth doing um, and and as you say the kind of your usual commute the way things may have been done in the past you, you kind of take for granted that that different uh setting and and going out and exploring of a day which um yeah so i think certainly a lot of things which we all had to to work on to to adapt and, and as you say it will be another adaptation when um when offices open in whatever way they're going to to um so, so yeah, thanks, thanks for sort of running through that. And then just finally, um, why do you think someone should be considering a career in quantity surveying? Yeah, that's a good question. Something I was always that I was told when I was when I started looking into going down the route of quantity surveying is that because you're such a good grounding in the construction industry, um, you're involved at pretty much every every stage of the construction process and. The learning you get throughout those processes at different stages can open up so many doors in the future. If you find after after your qualification, if, if you're going down that route that quantity surveying isn't for you, you can actually transfer into more of a more of a cost management role or an employer's agent role or a project manager. Or even you might find that you like a certain element of quantity surveying, which could be more specifically around um, M&E measurements and, and pricing or uh, life cycle costing or bank monitoring. And there's so many fields that you can specialise in that um, you really can, you can, or to a certain extent, pick and choose what area you want to go into. Um, but starting off as a quantity surveyor, in my opinion, is probably one of the best uh, best options starting a start a career in the construction industry industry unless of course you're going down a design route um, but in the sense of the, the development and um, advisory and uh, project delivery side is um, is a very good option so you get good variety if you uh, if you go into quantity surveying and, and get a good overall picture of construction yes yeah definitely 
Great. So, so there you go. Um, yeah, th- thanks for your time, Lewis. Um, and if you are interested in starting or boosting your career in quantity surveying, why not take a look at UCEM's QS programmes by heading to our website, ucem.ac.uk, and selecting Study with UCM on the left-hand side menu, and choose Undergraduate if interested in the BSc ONS Quantity Surveying Programme, or Postgraduate if interested in our MSc Quantity Surveying Programme. So, yeah, once again, uh, been great getting your insight, Lewis, and, um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you.